Well, there, there's a reason we call it death piles and taxes. It's because i got a whole load of stuff that I just need to list, and I haven't been doing it. Well, Adam, you're not alone. That's why people are listening right now. I know that they're just tiptoeing around them death piles all around their houses and apartments. It's real fun to buy, but it kind of stinks to sell. So what can I do about it, buddy? Well, you're in luck. Uh, we partnered with a great company called Sellhound. And what they're going to do is they're going to list all your death piles for you. They'll do the work for you. Oh, I love it when people do the work for me. How do I get in on that deal? Well, first off, they're going to let you try it. First two are free on the house. After that, man, they got simple plans. They're just going to make it easy. You take a few pictures, you send it over to them, and they do all the work. That sounds really too easy, and I've used it myself. It's awesome. D-Roy, what do our listeners have to do to take advantage of this? Just do Death Piles 25, Death Piles, all capital letters, at the end when you're signing up for your payment. So, and you'll save 25% off whatever plan you go with. That sounds awesome. Get out there, start listing, start selling so you can go out and buy some more stuff. It's a special episode of Death Piles and Taxes. It's a holiday week for those of us that live in the United States of America. We know we have a few listeners uh, from France and elsewhere in the world, but you know what's up. Today is Lee Greenwood's greatest song day. Uh, America, it's your birthday, July 4th. We're excited. Adam's giving Lady Liberty and the spanking machine. He's going to town. Okay. What are we? A lot of years old this year. Yeah, let's have a little uh, retrospective this year at the podcast. Um, we've, we've got a little thing, a little, little of everything, but we've got pretty card crazy. So uh, what we're going to do is we have a special episode that we've saved up for such an occasion yeah, I mean, we're, that's what after this, after intro is going to be uh, Americana, baseball, basketball. Um, I know we're, we're getting that. The hard part is this COVID thing has really had to make us adjust how we source. It's, it's, a, it's been a weird, it's just been a weird year, uh, but we appreciate you guys listening to us, being here with us and still sourcing. And the one thing it's shown us is that there are still people buying online even through this pandemic. If you remember a few months ago, I was having better numbers, and I think a lot of people were than, than Black Friday. So it's it's crazy. Yeah, and, and it's interesting. I had a conversation with my UPS guy, which, again, that's another good person to uh, get in contact with. Yeah, or have on your side, sure. Make sure you bring out cold bottles of water. I mean, no. I, mean I don't have a cold bottle of water. I'm, I'm your partner in crime, but a UPS man, sure. I'm sorry about it. There's some I should have gotten you should have. I, I, I you make it in America cry on their birthday. It's because I don't do it anymore. I just don't take it for a minute. I, 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 know, I know where the fridge is. I can help myself. Um, no, the UPS guy said, he's like, you know, this whole online shopping thing has really kind of spurred that older generation to, you know, 65 plus, 85, you know, in that range. And they're all buying online too now. So he's delivering a lot. I mean, we bought a rug online the other day. Um, you know, so items that you didn't used to think that you could because they weighed so much and they were awkward, and now they come right to your front door. That's even better, and a lot of us are selling those kind of things. Um, like I was saying, me and I have got pretty heavy into cards, and uh, this was before we had our, our membership and stuff. We had uh, my brother and Brian in the, in the studio, Yeah. and I just broke down PSA and kind of the population report, what I do. Uh, we recorded it and held on to it because we knew there would be a day that would be a very special day to play that for our people. And that would be 4th of July. When we didn't want to come back and do an episode. The thing is... Adam's out eating watermelon at the park, and I'm skipping rope and, and have a sparkler in one hand going double dutch. I would pay to see you jump rope with a sparkler in your hand. How much? I, well, I, lost, I don't have my $20 bill up there. That yeah, you, you, you refurbish that. I guess or replenish. Re, refurbish, replenish. I do need uh, If you print them off, I don't know what happens. Yeah, apparently maybe you meet another guy in a parking lot. You could give us money. Um, no, I, I love this time of year. Like, it, it's six months. You know, the year's half over. Um, it's a good time to reflect. It's a good time to look and see, okay, how much money have I, how much money have I made? A lot of people don't track that as well as they should. It's halftime. It's halftime. It's better now to look at it than to wait until April of next year when taxes might be due. And I think we said this last year because it rings true, but it's time to make those halftime adjustments. If yes. you're paying too much in taxes, get a good tax man, get it Adam Beasley, get it whoever you need to do. If you're not making enough, start sourcing differently or start pricing differently. Yeah. If you're not selling enough, fill up that wagon. Yeah. Reevaluate your business and figure out what you like to do. 
Uh, this was the conversation where Brian told us he didn't like going to thrift stores, so he said, don't do it. I, now that I'm learning, I kind of, it's been a while, so maybe I've, I've forgotten that I like it, but I really enjoy what I'm doing now. This has kind of been good for me. Um, it's allowed me to really, you know, I guess, expand my knowledge. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, if somebody will say, hey, what do you think? Should I buy that? Like, yeah, it's 150 bucks. Get an education, man. So go for it. Adam's always for it. Um, even if the whole Internet's against it, he tells them to take the, take the, do take a, take a leap in. Uh, be calculated, you know. Not Some people, $150 is more than education. So if you can't afford to do it, it's kind of like if you can't afford to go play the slot machine or the lottery ticket, if you can't afford to do it, obviously don't just sort yourself into more debt, but at some point you need to learn and sometimes you need to take a learning curve. So If you can't afford to take $150, you need to make that decision before you ask somebody else. Uh, that's a good point. And maybe go to a yard sale and start buying cards there exactly. for a dollar. If you can't afford a hundred fifty dollar um, education, then go to the free section of Craigslist and go to the free section of Facebook Marketplace because you can still source for free. Yeah, build, build yourself up. Go go to the uh, thrift stores that have way too much going on. And uh... all right, and <laughs> we're back. That phone call really uh, you know took us for a trip. Um, I think we're just going to go right into it. Thank you everybody for listening. Said so we're we're again we're halfway through it. I mean we're we're fastly approaching. Derek, I don't know if I shared this with you, but we're we're well over ten thousand downloads now, um, all over the world. I think we we're up to like nineteen countries that we've been in. So we appreciate all our listeners. Um, special like Fourth of July. I mean freedom is freedom. No matter where you live, uh, it it all allows us to do this to sell stuff online and, and enjoy it. Oh, thanks for listening. Welcome to the non-stabby part of the death piles and taxes. Non-stabby, you had to wait for that roadster to get down the road before you could even start recording. That's right. This is a special bonus 66 episode. We're going card heavy. Route 66. Adam's got his cards ready to submit. We talked about it a little last episode, but we're going to take more of a deep dive of cards are your thing. This is uh, going to be interesting to you. If not, still listen, it might be interesting to you. It's going to be. I mean... Cards, memorabilia, I mean, any of this is going to apply to you. So, um, you said we're, we're big followers of Derek Buddy, Gary V. He just did a two hour and 40 minute podcast, whatever, you two, of just talking about cards. And we're going to try the best that and make ours two hours and 20 minutes just to beat Gary. I said two hours and 40 minutes. Two hours and 45 minutes we're going to do straight talk. Don't know before you before you yeah, stop listening. That's a joke. That, that is a joke. Um, we're gonna get right into it. Like it says, an hour and a half tops. <laughs> tops are Bowman Ball, or Don Ross. It's panini apparently. Yes. Like the grill. <laughs> the George Foreman. Yeah. Um, Derek's brought up a couple things. We we talked about cards, and I've gotten really big into it with my kids. Just looking at things. There's two kind of parts to it: um, graded cards and raw cards. Yeah, we've, we've talked about it in some different episodes in the past, but we're just going to recap and then go into a little more detail about um, some of the things I'm doing to see if it's worth getting graded, uh, in my opinion. And uh, so your, your, your graded card, well, your raw cards are you go to the, the store, wherever you're shopping, and they have sports cards or any other card um, open from the pack, and it's just your cardboard card, which we've all seen, grew up putting them in baseball yeah. uh, in your spokes and, and what have you. And I, we will bring it up. I mean, we do have Aaron, special guest. Aaron's, Aaron's hanging out again. He's talking about his magic cards, his Pokemon cards. You're the, you're the, what, the most guest on the Death Piles and Taxes show at this point. I think you're a record holder. I, I'm hoping to get on the payroll once <laughs> once this gets going. So. You are the engineer. <laughs> I can put you in show notes as an engineer if that helps you. Yeah, my resume builder. So we're just trying. We're trying to broaden the horizon here. This is not just sports cards. This is uh, cards in general. So Aaron. So we talked about it last episode. I'm approximately eleven to twelve years older than Aaron, depending on how the lunar moon phase goes of the month. At that point, you got one of those weird birth certificates like that baseball player in the Little League Olympics. I'm like uh, the Kembe Mutombo. I don't know my actual birthday, even though it's it's here soon. Um, <laughs> Or sometimes 13. I don't know how it ends up. I'm somewhere in that range, 11 to 13 years older. So I grew up uh, collecting sports cards. However, Aaron, what kind of cards did you grow up with? 
Um, in elementary, Pokemon was pretty big. That and Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, I mean, baseball and basketball, that was always pretty popular, but the big thing uh, was probably Pokemon. So with, with Pokemon, uh, that's something I'm not familiar with until they came out with the app and we'd catch them a little bit, but I'm still not that familiar with it. Tell the people kind of short-term what it is and, and kind of what made it special or unique with cards. Um, so it's just something that people get into. It's, it's like a collector's item, but um, back when Pokemon was first kind of coming around, uh, it was a game that you could play, so... Um, you would get these cards from the store, open them up. Uh, There's different kind of creatures, or po- they're called Pokemon, but they're basically creatures or animals that, wh- however you want to describe them, but they'd have different abilities, characteristics, uh, stuff like that, and you could play with your friends um, depending on how good of cards you had, uh, win battles, and, and take over, you know, their Pokemon. And it, it was kind of a trading game that way, so. Now let me ask you this: Your your Pokemon cards, because we're going to get into the sports cards. You know, different people. Has uh, what, what's the the main guy? What's the Michael Jordan of, of Pokemon's? Um, there's a few. Probably Mewtwo was a big one. You're thinking Pikachu? Yes, yeah, that's Pikachu. the popular. But Charizard's where it's at. Okay. There's a lot of them. So now, now I know. Did Charizard ever go into retirement to go play baseball? He did not. No. Did he ever have a Paul George blowout as Achilles? Heel? However, he's still going strong to this day. So. However, the early editions, kind of like Gary Vee was saying, uh, with wrestling cards, he likes them because. The Rock never gets injured, yeah. even though they, that's where I had one fault with this thing where you said wrestlers never got injured and missed time. There's careers that have been lost that could have been great potential people we'll get into. Charizard is never going to be on the injured reserve. Yes. However, the demand for his cards will keep continuing as people go, but there was only a limited quantity of some of the originals made. Yeah, exactly. And um, Since then, like over the years, they have different editions come out. But that That's what I wanted to do. That, those are kind of... Uh, that unique brand, that unique—it's um, not a sports card. It's a and there's there's an astronomical, much larger market for those kind of cards than our little niche of sports cards. I mean, yeah, you get in the sports cards. There's whatever, but yeah, Pokemon, especially with the younger Worldwide. younger millennial Worldwide. age, yeah. Asia. They have tournaments. Japan. I mean, they're huge. And if I would have been a nicer person and know more about the future, I would have probably got into the Pokemons just so I could flip it. If, if we would have been thinking, of course you never think this it's, way. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. So. I'd, I'd have been buying the same cards and just keeping them. If I had unopened packs of the original Pokemons right now, who, the sky's the limit on what that could have reached. We'd right? have a, we would no longer be in the alleged stabby part of town. He's, he's claiming it's an 11-year age gap. I, you know, I need to see the birth certificates, compare some paperwork. They have to calculate to figure out what years they were born. Oh, we know what years. It was math in between that was a little fuzzy, Adam. We're not the accountant. Some of us work for a living. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, blue collar. Yeah, blue collar. I got a blue shirt on. That counts. Well, I want to get into the card part, the, the, the sports card. That's fair. Um. You showed me something in the break with Brian, and I'm very interested. We got our stack. We are sending a large stack off to get graded. And so with grading, um, we've talked about it before, but some of your more rare or cards that might be more valuable, uh, a grading process, I usually go with PSA. There's different companies out there, but the top two, I'd say, are Beckett and PSA. Uh, For me, Beckett is just fine, but PSA is a little more user-friendly. With that... When you're looking to submit a card, you want to make sure uh, that they are uh, centered. You want to look at how they were cut and kind of a center. Uh, make sure the coloring looks good. Your corners look good. Uh, by that, I mean sharp. Um, depending on the year, the era, who it is, a lot goes into it. But uh, just a rule of thumb is make sure it's a sharp-looking card. Uh, what you're going to want to do is package it in what are known as top loaders. And uh, that's just a plastic case that you put the card in so that's protected, uh, you can go on to PSA and submit it. Um, however, a lot of people, and we've talked about looking at cells and, um, you know, that kind of thing on cards. One of my secrets that I told Adam over the break, and now I'm telling you, is I go to the PSA website, which is, what is it, PSACard.com? That's the one, PSACard.com. And I go to what is called a POP report, which is short for a population report. 
Uh, with that, you can look up and see how many of these cards have been graded um, total, and then you can go into more detail about, okay, there's this many assigned this um, grading, and the gradings go from 1 to 10. One is the ones that you took out of your spokes and had baseball gum chewed in and you sent in anyways. That looks horrible. Uh, ten is your pristine mint uh, top of the top card. And when you say this card, you're referring to the absolute exact card that you're going to have graded. Um, we had so we sent off my first batch. We sent my my first batch of cards. Uh, we got it with the first hashtag Husky section with the painter out in Santa Clara. That's when you unveiled them. Good, good party. Yeah, um, it was a good time. So I can actually look up these five cards that I have here. I can look up and see the grade on them. It tells me exactly what it is, and it tells me how many other of those cards are graded. And the reason that's important, um, some people wonder why you slab it in plastic and it's worth more money, is because it just shows you the demand, it shows you the supply, and it shows you the condition. Uh, you go online right now, and you look anywhere with what we call the raw card, and people will say, oh, this is a perfect, uh, mint is a, a term used a lot. This is a mint condition card. Well, there's no way of proving that. However, if a card's graded and it comes back as a, a mint 10 card, you can say it's an authentic, perfect card because PSA says so and they're the experts on it, more or less. Um, with that, you're going to want to look at your population report because if you're sending in a... Uh, common card and there's 20,000 of them, your uh, 20,001 card isn't going to make that big of a ripple in the pool as far as the demand goes. However, if you have something a little more uh, rare or interesting, um, for example, a lot of what I do with the wrestling cards, uh, I'll go and look and I'm, I might be the person that has the only one that exists or there's only a few that exist. And the reason that I go to the population report versus like a price guide or, or breaking down solds is because there might not be any other that exists. So I might have the only one on Earth that exists, which makes it, um, in my opinion, more rare and valuable. Um, right now, Adam is looking up one of his cards. So Dale's and Derek showed me, showed me these, this PSA card, and it goes through, and you can look up exactly each one of the cards, how many they're graded. But the cool part is right on there, you can hit the Shop Now, and it'll tell you exactly what cards are listed and then if you find that information, you can get on your phone and then check out the sold. So it'll at least give you a better idea what you can do. So I'm going to like I said, we're going to get nerdy with it here. Um, some of my older cards, as I listened to the two and hours and 40 minutes of Gary V, um, there were a couple interesting things as I listed, and I grabbed more cards and pulled them out of my box and threw them in to get graded because it's kind of giving me some tips. One thing that happened is I got some cards back, and they are a ginormous yeah, there's different sizes of cards. Um, there's the thicker, even card stock. So uh, sometimes they're a little oversized. You got some, I think those were promotional. Where did they come from? These are Coca-Cola with your buddy uh, Crime Dog McGruff. So these were some cards that were given out probably to kids that went to games. They were through the Fairfax County Police Department. Adam has a uh, what would be classified as rookies for what the Kimbe Matumbo and Alonzo Morning. Alonzo, these are actually college cards. So they are a little bigger cards, so they put them in a little bigger case. But that's what one thing that Gary was talking about was the oversized cards. That essentially this is this is art. This is what guys our age and you know they're going to be buying these because they're going to hang them up and I mean it, it looked really cool. I, mean, you can I was surprised. It. You can go back and listen. Uh, in the archives of that episode, but when I gave Adam and uh, Mike their cards, they were thrilled with how cool they looked in the case, just like what you're saying. I've got some cool ones. I also got the opportunity to get my first rejected card. That's when I found out... Not your first rejection, but your first rejected card. Oh, I've had millions of rejections. There's a reason it took my wife five years to wear her down so she'd marry me. Um, your word's not mine. Well, it's the truth. Um, <laughs> I got a Michael Jordan big star card that was rejected because apparently it was uh, it was counterfeit. Yeah, one of the things, especially back in the 90s, um, we didn't have the internet as much security as they have now. Uh, with Michael Jordan and King Griffey Jr. at the time, these guys were just like major celebrities and uh, the cards were really the cool thing. They were really hot at the time, so some of these companies would just kind of make their own cards without them being licensed or... Uh, you know, distributed correctly. So uh, in order for a card, 
you have to have licensing agreements for yeah, copyrights, that kind of thing. So they just printed off a card and put a name on it, and they would just sell them or give them away at the card shows or wherever to get people through the door, basically. And at one point, um, some of the places would grade them, but I think uh, legally they got shut down and said, hey, you can't do that. Kind of like the Beatles had bootleg um, albums come out. Now you have people stealing uh, movies and, and whatever off the Internet. This was the thing of the time, the bootleg card. So when, when Derek first talked to us about it, getting cards graded, and this was like about six months ago, four months now, it was back in December, so we sent them off in October. Um, I went through all of my cards, which was really fun again, brought back a lot of memories, and I pulled out some of the unique ones. Um, that's what I kind of did, and I, and I brought you know a couple of these things that we bought from the, the card show um, here at the Onion Days. I've got some uh, 88, 89... Hoya cards, Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, you know, those are the big years. Patrick Ewing is probably the most famous Hoya there. So Where's your Patrick Ewing? You should have that one. He wasn't, he, he wasn't, he'd already graduated that year. No. The famous cold envelope. Remember we talked about Phil. Phil was a part of the cold envelope. He was in that era. No, I didn't say that, Phil. I, I don't believe that happened. Oh, I, I wouldn't put it past that guy. He was in that era. He, him and his brother knew what's going on. Remember his brother? I guess they probably did want him uh, drafted to New York. His so. brother copied and pasted the letters. I am a Philadelphia Eagles biggest fan. By hand. When you say copy and paste, he was yeah. doing it by hand. I know. That's amazing. I had to show my son those folders, binders. But anyways, uh, those cards. I also did a, a, a Drazen Petrovic. Um, he's a gentleman. He passed away in, in an accident, so I forgot to send that off. That was a cool upper deck. Uh, Fernando Valenzuela, 1987 card, and then a Julio Cesar Chavez boxing card. I want to go unique, you know, because that was the junk era, you know, where there's so many cards out there. So those were the reason I sent those in. And it, again, I learned a lot, you know, whether I turn around and sell them or not. I don't, you know, I'm not. Right now they're mine. I, I, I'm learning. One day, I, you know, who knows? I don't know if anybody wants them. Your kid will sell them for you when you're dead. Yeah, it's like so. I said, it's, it's going into it. But. We talked a lot about different different reasons to get cards graded, different different aspects. So I told my kids, I want you to go through your cards. Let's see what we can kind of find. And we've gotten better at it. So there's two areas that you can buy a card in either like a raw card or you can rip the wax. And I have my kid rip the wax. They like enjoying going through the cards. So explain what you mean by that. So buying a card, like I said, Phil had some Donovan Mitchell's rookies. He had some, and I bought those for... You know, some was like 5 one was like $20, I just bought the card straight. So if, if you just go buy a card, not graded, it could be on eBay, it could be at a card yeah. shop, you are just you know what you're buying, yeah. you see it, and you buy it. You get that card. Rip and wax is when you, you pull out of the, you know, out of the, the plastic. And who knows what's going to be in so it. You, That's the so you're, you're buying a pack of cards, and you're just randomly going through it to see what you get, um, and... Yeah, that's, that's the that's, adventure. That's the excitement part of it. So I'm going to just look at a couple of these cards as we stare at the million-dollar Pikachu card. Is that, that what it is? So he's bringing up. What do you got here, Aaron? Oh, I was just looking up um, on eBay what some of these Pokemon cards are going for. and It's kind of crazy. Um, there's one on there right now that they're asking a million dollars for. Um, it's rated actually by PSA, so the same company that, that they're talking about for the sports cards also does... Um, all sorts of collectibles and cards as well. So, so why is that a million dollar card? Why is this person asking that? If I was to see it, what makes that different from another uh, Pokemon card that might catch your eye? Um, kind of the same with sports cards. It's just the rarity, um, how many were produced. This one in particular uh, was produced in Japan. It's all in Japanese, um, which people that collect them look for. Um, just the condition, it's rated a 9, so it's pretty high on condition-wise, um, and just kind of kind of those things in general, just how many of them were printed, what the condition is, um, where it came from, um, it's a big deal in, in this world, too. So, is this a guy that's talking to get an offer, he has it up high, or is it because he's on vacation, and it's up that high, or is this something that he legitimately probably thinks he's going to get? That's probably a little high for a card. I don't imagine there's going to be that many people wanting to spend a million dollars on a card, but... Um, I mean, it's getting a lot of views on there. It's seven views per hour. Um, realistically, that's pretty high price, I'd say, for for that. But um, you can ask. It, it might be the one and only in the world, and because of that, he can ask whatever he wants for it. So. Again, he can prove that by PSA. It's the one that's graded. Um, 
Another thing I'll throw out here while Adam's uh, getting some cards and stuff ready is, so we're talking about, you know, about 20-year span that cards are getting hot again because people, now we're approaching our 40s. Me and Adam, people our age, are getting closer to our 40s. Adam has uh, kids that, you know, are about that ten, 9 to 10-year-old range where he's, he's getting his kids involved, they're having fun with it. Aaron's about 10 years behind us. So, here in another 10 years, it's going to be the same thing with the Pokemon, with the sure. UGO. So, uh, something to kind of think about when you're investing is uh, coming up here. Cyclical. It could be, you know, these million-dollar cards could be two or three million by the time these kids get up here. Or, I mean, let's be realistic. We're talking, you go get a, a Pikachu, whatever now, $10 card, $20 card, get graded, $40, $50 card, 10 15 years from now, that might be a two, three, four hundred dollar card. Yeah, and that's kind of what it talks about is getting people in there. Um, so I'm going to just kind of go over some of the cards and why I'm getting into it, like why um, I'm sending these ones off. We've got a couple Donovan Mitchells that I found, like I said, that were unique, and like I said, that was one of the things I he said right on there. You know, he told Donovan Mitchell at the All Star game, just happened a month ago before the world ended. <laughs> hey. You really ought to think about getting, you know, a thousand of your own rookie cards and posting the picture. So bet on yourself. And this might be something the world might have ended and, and basketball cards will never exist again. This might be the last year of it. Who knows? <laughs> the market might have completely failed and that what we're talking about is worthless. And as well, no, people will be reminiscing of buying cards because that's the only way they can live through the, uh, have their basketball memories now. So I got a Donovan Mitchell. It's like got part of his jersey. It's one of those serial number cards. It's like a 7 of a 99. So I, I got that one. And then just another Donovan Mitchell, like a rookie card, you know, it's a Panini, kind of got some gold flake on it. And then another Donovan rookie card, just another brand. It's a, same thing, it's a Panini, just looks a little different. That's a Panini status. Oh, yeah, see, you know more than I do. I might have a few of them. I did the same thing uh, back when we were, were talking about this a few months ago. I just went, and one of the reasons is we're in Utah, so Donovan's pretty prevalent here, but he's also... He's, he's going to be that guy. He's an emerging star, and he's kind of, in our mind, underrated yeah. uh, nationally, so we can get it for a little cheaper, um, and potentially it could pay off more in the long run. Yeah, and then we got the Jags. Like, you got a, a Boyan Bogdanovich, Bogey. Um, not only he's a Utah guy, but he's he's got international. I mean, he's, um, his market is bigger than our market, so I got a signed in auto, one by him. Phil, love that man, Phil. He gave... My cards each a Kobe Bryant card. He gave your cards a card. He gave he gave my kids a. Card. There you go. He, he gave You're sounding like me. Some NBA, some career tributes. So we're gonna have them sent off and get those graded. Um, those are kind of some of the basketball ones. I'll finish up with the basketball things. Um, these are those were cards that we either purchased or Phil gave us. These other ones are just raw cards. Um, my son pulled an NBA hoops rookie. That was one of the things that, that Gary talked about us. Depending on the, the entry level, I mean, yeah, I'm pulling these Luka Donkas for, you know, 10, 15, 25,000 Zions, like, that's just kind of out of everybody's price range, you know. Well, and when you're talking about buying a pack and finding these, this is, that's a lottery, this is a lottery Long ticket. Yeah, you're going to hit this, and this is a one in, you know, 25,000 packs have these cards. So if you're going to buy them to invest, that's way out of price leads for people, or, you know, like Adam's saying, you're, you're winning the lottery, so. Yeah, so that's kind of that, that weird area of, of who can really get in and buy these cards, and that's kind of what we talked about is that lower mid-level is where you're going to have a lot more volume, you're going to have a lot more people buying, because, you know, realistically, like, I only have a couple hundred dollars to spend on cards, I don't have a couple thousands that I could, and if I did, I'm, you know, I'm going to be kind of selective um, about what I'm buying. So those are kind of the different ranges, that's why he talks about getting cards graded. So maybe you can tell us, why would you get a card graded? Well, that's that's the thing. So I'd go to the population report. Well, first off, I'd look at the card. If it's somebody like a Michael Jordan, everyone knows who he is, household name. Um, okay, that that's one reason. Now you go, was it mass-produced? Was it overproduced? Somebody like Michael Jordan's going to sell a lot, but somebody like a uh, Scottie Pippen or maybe even a, a Charles Barkley, um, Charles Barkley's beloved, so I'd, I'd probably look into that. I'm trying to think of maybe a Reggie Miller, somebody that was very popular at that time but never took the next step, and I don't want to throw out my jazz players. Uh, there's some demand, but not a Michael Jordan demand. If you look at Michael Jordan now, you got Jumpman, you got Nike. He's making more money now than he was playing basketball. There's still a demand for it. So yeah. uh, even though those cards might be overproduced, 
um, somebody like a Reggie Miller, there's probably 20,000 of the same card, nothing different about it. Yeah. So I'd go with Michael Jordan, or if it's a special insert, like Adam is saying nowadays, they'll put uh, serial numbers on it, so it's a limited run of anywhere from one of one to one of probably about 200, maybe a little more than that. Okay, that's a limited number. That makes it unique. Sometimes they'll put in a jersey or a piece of clothing that they wore. Yeah. That makes it unique. Uh, if you have a signature, so an autograph, okay, that, that makes it different. That makes it unique. So I'm looking for something that's different or unique or uh, somebody like a Kobe Bryant, a Michael Jordan, a uh, uh, what's-his-name that used to play basketball really well. I don't know. Yeah, you know, just throw out somebody. Magic uh, Johnson. Matt, you're Magic Johnson. You got Dennis Rodman. I see that. Um, in the ba- in the basketball, that's about that. In in baseball, you got like your Mickey Mantles. You got your Derek Jeter. You got your uh, Cal Ripken Jr., Ken Griffey Jr., some of your bigger names. Um, football, Tom Brady. Uh, you know, Joe Montana. These players that won multiple Super Bowls are well-known. Aaron's good personal friend, Andy Reid. Uh, you get these people that, you know, Matt or Pat Mahomes. He's going to be a good little ball player. Good little ball player to that, Pat Mahomes. <laughs> so right now, if they're currently playing, you're taking a shot that these guys are going to become Hall of Famers, well-known, win championships. If you're going for people, um, you know, back in the day, you're going for people that were established and made themselves well-known and still have popularity. Um, rookie years, they only make X amount of cards. If you look at somebody like a, uh, a Kawhi Leonard, who was um, drafted, but he was not drafted. Was he even top 10? No, he was like 16 because he was behind Gordon Hayward, which the Utah Jazz boxed that one. So you look at somebody like him who's became a pretty big star, won some championships, uh, became a pretty solid player. However, his rookie year, he wasn't projected as high. They probably didn't make as many cards of his rookie year, weren't as yeah. mass-produced as whoever went number one in that year. I don't even remember who that was. Um, but that makes his card more valuable because there was – uh, not as many of those produced during that time. Yeah. So those are the things that I look for in sport cards. And as I'm looking at these, my graded cards, like I feel good because I can't break them. <laughs> you know, oh, all these other ones I'm being real cautious about. Yeah, that's the thing. Condition, obviously. Um, I like to say if you have a Mickey Mantle that was ran over by a train, still get it graded because for whatever reason they sell well as Mickey Mantle. And if you have a, uh, you know, I don't know who the opposite of Mickey Mantle is. They got ran over by a train. Don't don't bother. I don't know. So popularity, and you know, Joe DiMaggio. There's certain people that are pop icons. They almost, I mean, they cross over. There's songs by Simon and Garfunkel about some of these guys, you know. Yes. So uh, that's kind of what you're looking for. Is yeah. is that rarity or that kind of? They took the next step to where their their pop culture, their household names. And then you also have like the chance to bet on people, and like so that's kind of where we're. You know, Donovan Mitchell. So my son pulled a raw Donovan Mitchell out of NBA hoops. That's kind of that, that brand. Because right now, these cards are so new. So talking about Panini, Don Ross, like they don't quite know what exactly the brand is. NBA hoops, that's still an affordable one. So that's one we're going to get graded. We've also got some Don Ross rated rookies, which Miles Bridges, I pulled a 3 of 10. wasn't quite sure. He's a pretty good ball, pretty good little ball player. Be good. I don't know if he's a Pat Mahomes. He, he, he averages about 16, 17 points, so, you know, who knows. And what Adam means by uh, betting on them is you're, you're taking the, the uh, bet that they're going to turn into all-stars or championship players. Yeah. So Got this rated rookie from Jason Tatum. He's been playing pretty good. He's been playing pretty well, so that's always nice. Um, Trey Young's a big name right now. I mean, he plays on the Hawks. They're not doing great, but he, he was an all-star, so... Got one of those rated rookies. And then you talk about just doing the quintessential, like, you know, the, the guys who have been there first. So this is Steph Curry, like a raw. We're going to send that in, um, just kind of see. Because that card, you know, might not be worth a lot, but we'll get it graded. It'll probably be, my guess, maybe 30 to $50. And, you know, we bought it for a pack of, you know, three and a half bucks. And, and your total investment, so break down three and a half bucks for 12 cards, whatever that is. Yeah. Plus, it's going to be about $10 a card to get it graded with what we're sending in. So you're into it, maybe $13. Even if you wait, he's going to be a Hall of Fame. Oh, sure. So you wait until he's going to the Hall of Fame, maybe that goes from 30 to $40 to 60 to $100 for a basic card. You just don't know. And then, you know, Kyle Kuzma, he's a Utah guy too, but they talked about if LeBron James wins another one, which the world just ended, they just won another championship. Uh, no, no, Utah Jazz won this year. Oh, dang it. 
they they beat LeBron in the finals. That's is that what happened? They beat everybody. They didn't even they they canceled the league because they beat everyone so badly. They said this isn't fair to go on and continue. Rudy and Donovan shared co MVP and and Corona the beer sponsored. The yes, they did. <laughs> so I guess they did. But I talk about Kyle Kuzma, these teams that run on him. He's going to have to potentially have some big things. And then the the also the Evergreens, LeBron James, Court King. So. Yeah, That's right now, I, I know he was talking about this a little bit, but uh, LeBron James is very undervalued. You can get LeBron James um, cards pretty uh, readily available in their raw form, and there were a lot produced, but you have to think about, he came out of high school, maybe finding rookies. I still think his rookies are undervalued. He, he won championships in Cleveland, which Aaron knows is a huge deal. Aaron's kind of a Cleveland sports fan. Um one in Miami, if he goes on to win some here in L.A. Uh, I mean, you look at what happened with Kobe and his unfortunate timely passing, very young, and that might build into the tragedy, but even at that time, he was big and he won in L.A. It makes you a, a superstar. I mean, that, that's showtime. That's a whole different level as far as markets go. So with LeBron James, he is kind of trending to that next Michael Jordan status, um, you know, for this next generation. I don't know that he'll take over Michael Jordan's whole legacy necessarily, but he's going to be that household name. He's got production companies. Uh, he's got big deals with Nike, with Gatorade, kind of everything that Michael Jordan did. So thinking of the future, uh, Michael Jordan rookie cards right now are going for uh, graded tens, going for you know anywhere between uh, mid twenty five thousands to about thirty thousand dollars for a ten graded card. Uh, you can pick up LeBron graded cards for for not that much. Hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, just depend on that. So and and true, there were more supply, more made at that time. But if you get some of these things, like we're talking signed insert serial number, uh, there was just a LeBron and Michael Jordan one of one card that had a piece of jersey from both of them that went for, I think it went for a million dollars. Yeah, it was nine hundred thousand. Yeah, so again, that's pulling the lottery card. Um, but there's definitely demand, and at this point, I think that. Uh, you can get a pretty good supply for the price right now. Yeah, you can do that. And so that's kind of the, the basketball. We looked at the football aspect. Um, you know, talked about most of the time it's quarterbacks that move the needle, rookie cards. Um, you think, yeah, your Joe name. Uh, the same thing, your household names, Joe Montana, uh, Tom Brady. Everyone hates him right now. I understand that. He's a great of all time. But he's going to go down as greatest of all time. So your kids are going to think that he was cool. That's right. So the same thing. So we, I bought one of the cards from Phil. I bought a Taysom Hill. He's another local guy, but it was a you know seventeen of seventy five. Well, he had, he, had, cool. he had a pretty good playoff game um, with the Saints. Drew Brees has kind of been injured this year. He's he's been kind of their utility player, but there's talk of him moving. If he does move on to be their quarterback and have success, yeah, that's the one that I bet on. I, I mean, paid eight bucks for it, get it graded. I mean, who knows? It might be worth you know. He goes on and does something well, wins the playoff games. You never know. And where it is a bet, like Adam's saying, you remember Sam Bowie? That name? Yeah. You know, there's, there's these players. He was the one that was drafted before Michael Jordan. Ahead of him, yeah, exactly. And so there's these players that you will take some bets on, and you can lose. I mean, Harold Miner. Um, baby Jordan. So, I mean, there's... USC's own Baby Jordan. So there's these players that were supposed to be the next best thing, and they kind of bust. Yeah. Um, who was it that was before Peyton Manning? They were going one and two. Ryan, Ryan Leaf. And so, I mean... There's potential to lose. I'm not saying that this is guaranteed money or you get them graded and they're going to go up in value. It's it's almost like a mini stock. You're buying stock in this player's success. And that's exactly what we talked about. He goes 80-20, 80% on LeBron. You know, the, the home runs that you know are going to happen that are going up. But, like, you know, Jason Hill to me, that's a local, you know, it's local tie. You know, we're not talking, I'm not spending the millions of dollars like he is. But these are just small investments because it's fun to me. So my, my daughter pulled a, a Darwin Thompson rookie sign card. He's out of Utah State up the road. If he would have just done the right thing, he would have scored a touchdown in the <laughs> Super Bowl. Would have been worth a lot more. But, you know, we looked this up. There's only one other that's been graded. So, you know, that was her card that she pulled out of a pack. And uh, with your packs, so that's a, a prism. So there's different cards. They're almost like um, you have, like, the Payless Shoe Company, and then you have, like, your, your Yeezys or your Jordans as far as, where they rank, there's there's certain companies and certain cards that, for whatever reason, are perceived to be more valuable. Uh, that's your own research, and that's somewhat opinion. Some people think Reeboks are better than Skechers. Um, just make sure they're officially licensed, which we talked about for, for a few seconds there. Um, other than that, 
um, you should be safe, but I, I, there's, you know, the optic, there's yeah. the, the prism, there's the shears, yeah, it's, and they all have their higher end, which usually means they're a little fi fancier, shinier, and probably a little more limited. Yeah, so that's kind of one. So that was, so those are some football to baseball, I'm going to, or not baseball, getting into the baseball, but we talked about this, I felt like I got bamboozled because I bought that box of Gary V. Topps collector sets, the Topps Directs 360, they were open. Open and rifled through, much like my all-in cards. They were looking for the golden ticket, um, but I've got something for that guy. Whoever did that, apparently this pack of cards has got some dollar-dollar bills inside of it. So what, what led you to this? Because you were all upset and bamboozled, to now you're uh, sending in well, because a sack to get graded. At, at the time, I didn't know enough about it. You know, I didn't even know what I was looking for. I didn't educate myself, and that's one thing... Before you put heavy, heavy like dollars into this, spend 50 hours. You know, take some time to look up what you're really looking for. And I didn't know what I was looking for. Well, it's just like anything. You have to do your research when you're in thrift stores, you're scanning, you're learning, when you're doing cards. Yeah, before you start sending them in and getting them graded, which some of us might jump into some things a little bit. I know I've sent in things that, you know, there's some learning experience. Do, do your research. Use the Google machine. Use your... Uh, PSA, you don't need a membership to access a lot of their stuff. Um, they got some good stuff up there, so uh, do a little bit of a deep dive. I guess I was disappointed when I got my Gary V pack because it's open, and I was just looking for the gold ticket. I didn't realize that there was the candy bar inside of it still. Well, you were uh, trying to keep Grandpa Joe from getting his scummy fingers all over bending your cards That's up. That's right, I was. That so cabbage eater. Pulling out some of these cards, um, they've got the Gary V signature, and I'm you know, I looked at it quite a few of them, and they've, they've got some, you know, some dollar bills behind it, and especially when you get them graded, but uh, Vlad, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr., I know you know the dad. I know Senior, yeah. I mean, you know, you're thinking Chavo, uh, classic. Yeah, so, these are, like, these talk about live your hobbies, and it talks about, you know, their hobbies, talking about what they like to do, and he likes to play video games. Your buddy Fernando Tatis, he's apparently a fisherman. I think you read all these when you first opened them, too. I did, but now I realize they're worth money. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Harper, apparently he likes the food. He's a foodie. He's a, he's a local kind of. Yeah, he's a kind of, he's Vegas, wasn't he? He's a Vegas guy. Yeah. Been on, I, he, he didn't go on an ecclesiastical. Uh, no, he decided to go get some money in the big leagues. I don't, I don't want to. Phil, you're going to have to dig deep into this one, but this one's for Phil. This is uh, the D.D. Gajorius. Like, apparently, that's his guy. Like, that's, okay. That's his guy. I'm going to get that one. Maybe you should go over and trade him uh, some, some get it ready to go over and trade him for some cards. I've already talked about that with my boy. It's like, hey, listen, we're going to figure this out. Um, <laughs> same thing. What, here's Mike Trout. You know, that's a that's an evergreen. Oh, he played uh, played Salt Lake Bees for a few seasons. See, look at that. we got some local time. So this is the one that really kind of got me look when he says, you know, i got to go back and look through my pack. So I was listening to that two-hour and 40-minute marathon, which was really good. We're, we're getting close. <laughs> we're getting close. But it, it shows Pete, Pete Alonzo. Like I said, that the one thing that Gary talked about is, you know, when we were younger, baseball was pretty big. And the problem is, is baseball has not moved forward. They still live in the golden age. Um, the average age of people that watch baseball are like 55. Um, about your age, then. About your uh, contentions. Getting get closer to that. Um Gary's, listen, I got into the cards, and now I'm, like, getting way into it because now I'm a big Pete Alonzo fan. He says, you know what, if Pete Alonzo, he hit 53 home runs last year. He says, that's all I cared about is those home run numbers because the more it did, the more my card stock went up. And that's when I'm like, hey, I got a Pete Alonzo card, you know, because he's a big New York guy. He's a Met guy. So I pulled that Pete Alonzo card and looked it up. I'm like, man, that's like a $40, $50 card. And if I get it graded and he has an amazing season, that could be a $120 card. So that's why I pulled that one. Um, I know his name is big, but I can't remember. Aaron, you're the smart kid. He, the guy that plays for the Angels, Siani Anand, Atanga. I don't know. The guy that plays both positions. Is that Charizard? <laughs> yes. That's Charizard. He's one of those amazing um, Japanese guys. So I pulled his. Apparently, Ronald Acuna is a big name. Yeah. I didn't know. Same thing, listen to it, so we're going to pull that one, put that in there. Atlanta Braves. Yeah, Atlanta Braves. Ah! You heard him, have you, Aaron? I, I feel bad. I sure this. Thing, yeah. Here's one of the Houston Astro guys. You know, they're hot in the, the news right now. Well, they're now. kind of controversial because they cheated to win the uh, World Series. And apparently this Jaron Duran is a, a... You know, these guys I don't even know about, so I think what it's really going to do for me 
is it's going to get me back in. I'm going to join one of those fantasy leagues. Oh, man, that's not a bad idea. Because then it's, I'm going to be able to have no, basically looking at the stock market every day. So that's kind of my stack. Well, especially if you can get all your uh, card card people on your team so you're following yeah. what they're doing. And, yeah. and that's kind of what I want to do is I want to find the hot guy and, and buy those raw and then get them graded. I think that's that's where I'm going to put some of like, my time and effort this summer. Um, to me, just like what Brian said when he was in here the other day, um, I like going to the thrift stores, but sometimes I feel like my time is not the best spent in there. And, and that's the thing. Do what you enjoy. If this is what you're in, into, what you're enjoying, and you're going to list and sell them, um, then do it. I was talking with, with Mr. Painter, and some of these he's just getting graded because he likes them and he's going to hold on to them. Others he's getting graded because he thinks he can flip. Uh, that's kind of the name of the game, right? If you can even make it so it's an affordable hobby that you can self-sustain. Uh, I just sold on Macari um, a box of wrestling cards. So what I do now, learning from you and, and Mike's, uh, what would you call that? When you got upset about getting the cards. Oh, just, yeah. Experience. Yeah, open pack. Is, uh, so I go over to Phil's and I buy some cards and I might pay $20 a box or, or whatever. I go through, I take what I want, and then I put them back up. Sometimes I give them to Adam's kids. Sometimes I open you know, box. Sometimes I sell them as an open box. And what I'll do is I'll I generally go on Macari because I'll I'll tell you why. Um, I'll sell them on Macari. I'll ask about what I paid for them. But I take pictures. It's an open box. I very well might be missing things, or I'm grabbing what I want. Might not be what somebody else wants. So I explain what it is. Show pictures. Show pictures of the packs are open. Put it back in there. Sometimes I'll throw in just a bunch of other other common cards, so I'll fill the box. If people ask me, I'll tell them that's what you know. I just got a bunch of cards in here, and I'll sell them for you know what I paid basically, or maybe if it's a higher end like a a prism or something half price. So I'm kind of absorbing some of the cost that I'm putting into that. Um, I forgot I had another point that I was going to make that was really great. With that. Open box cards, you sell them and then you get the money. Oh, well, why, I, why I do it on Macari yeah. is because I like to source on Macari. Uh, a lot of times you can get things on there as far as the ungraded, the raw cards, especially when we get into some of my older wrestling cards and things that I'm after. I can just keep that credit on Macari. So uh, right now I probably have 40 or $50 there instead of taking that and putting it in my bank account. I just use that as kind of my purchasing uh, spending amount. So... I know when I go looking at stuff, okay, I got, you know, this this price range that I can spend without anything coming out of my pocket, technically, and then I have that shipped to me, and I'll get them graded or sell them or whatever, and then I'll go visit Phil again, and the cycle continues. Um, I was just there yesterday, and I bought the last of his uh, 90s NBA cards, and then the reason I did that was because Michael Jordan. So I got thinking he has all these uh, older uh, boxes of cards that, Anyways, he's acquired from people, but he sells them for like $10 a box. And I thought, if I can get Michael Jordan cards and get them graded, that's just, that's going to more than pay for the box. So I was able to find probably four or five last night of just Michael Jordan cards. Nothing uh, super rare, but in good condition. They're brand new out of the package. I figure I should be able to get at least eight to, you know, seven, eight, nine, and some 10 grades out of it. And, and then I'm going to sell the rest of the cards that I didn't want. And somebody's going to go through them and the, do their process. So uh, you got to be creative when you're selling. Um, a lot of the common cards aren't worth a whole lot, but somebody might want them to finish off their collection or just to go through. So uh, instead of just hoarding them and just building up a death pile for yourself, feel free to sell them. Be creative with it. I like that. That's that's a really good aspect. Um, so we're getting These are the nuts and bolts of the deep dive. This is why I pulled all my cards um, you know, Derek does a lot of the wrestling cards, you know, because he, he literally knows it more than anybody. I really wish you would have called in to, to Gary. You really ought to get into it sometime. To get uh, Gary's got my information. If he wants to get a hold of me, he knows how to do it. He does. Uh, let me get into wrestling really fast. So, not a deep dive, but there are certain people that are kind of like the Michael Jordans of wrestling. You got, uh, like, your Ric Flair's, which you've all seen. He was big on the, 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 inter, not the internet, on the Super Bowl this year. Uh, a few commercials. They've had a 30 for 30. He's getting pretty old. He's had a few scares. Uh, right now, if you're even thinking of it, I'd say get collecting Ric Flair autographs and Ric Flair cards because he's going to go down as one of the greatest of all time. Um, you get people like, you've probably heard of The Undertaker. He's still wrestling limitedly, but 
he's going to retire here soon. Uh, Phil has one of his autograph cards, one of 50, I believe, that I'm trying to tell him to get graded because the guy doesn't sign a lot of cards because he doesn't have to. Um, but like they were saying, these guys go down as kind of legends. It's almost like comic books. So it's almost like a real-life uh, Iron Man card, you know, to some extent. of Or a supervillain. Ric Flair was the bad guy, so it was a real-life Venom from Spider-Man. Or, or Thanos, or, or whatever. Um, but it's kind of on that level, except for they were real people, so they will pass away, and things become harder to get because they're not signing. Um, obviously, you've heard of uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Aaron, how many times did you see The Rock on the Super Bowl? Probably eight times at least. I don't know. You were counting. Yeah, I was counting. You were getting upset with it. He made a lot of appearances. He made a lot of money on that. He might have made more money than the, the Super Bowl champions did. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> so... But people like that, like we're talking Michael Jordan and pop culture, The Rock's the biggest movie star right now in Hollywood. Um, you can find some of his earlier cards. We've talked about Rocky Maivia, um, But some of his earlier stuff or some of his signed stuff, it's valuable. You got, uh, going with the Marvel and stuff, Dave Bautista. Uh, he was a James Bond villain. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was also a pro wrestler for a time. Um, there's just some of these things that cross over and some of the cards are very available, but the grading and uh, some of them are pretty rare. So, again, instead of looking at your solds on eBay, which we'd recommend for other things, I'd say go into your population report on PSA, look up the year, look up and see how many of these exist in graded condition and, and, and what condition your cards are in. And if that's a realm that you want to get into, uh, you can do that. Also, we were talking Pokemon cards. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Is that how you say it? That's kind of the same idea, right? Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic. Uh, but they have um, comic book cards. And comic books are extremely popular, and they always have been. Uh, but it's the same thing. There's, there's, I mean, there's just so many subcultures. If you're into any of these things, uh, I mean, what makes these cards popular is just, you know, people enjoy them, right? So, uh, like I was saying with Aaron and his age group, that's coming up to where the, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Close enough. And the, the Pokemon. Um, I don't really know Magic. That I don't know. Was that your age or was that my Johnson. age? Magic Johnson. Yeah, Magic Johnson. <laughs> but uh, you're, you're seeing this trend coming. We can get ahead of the wave on some of these things if you're just in it for the money right now. Or if you have passion, if you like sports. I mean, it, it's little stocks and players. If you like, you know, the wrestling... Uh, there's you're, you're buying that this guy's going to be the next big thing uh, in the, in that sport or in that world. Um, with wrestling, a lot of the lady wrestlers tend to be more popular than the men as far as resale goes because uh, if you grew up and you had a crush on this lady and she was on your TV every day and, you know, that's what you're into or who you were into, buying her card, you'll spend a little extra money because you're a little sweet on her than you might have been with... Uh, with uh, the Brooklyn Brawler or somebody. So, um, I don't know, Adam. You got you got any uh, closing uh, thoughts on this? I, I encourage everybody at least you know grab like three cards and, and send them off. You know, see what they find out getting graded. Like I said, look it up, spend some time, really deep dive. If this is something you're interested in, it is uh, definitely addictive. There's a lot of fun things, and like you were saying, if if you have somebody. You're now engaged in that person's, you know, day to day. It's going to give you a way to, you know, kind of be involved in, you know, like fantasy sports, you know, these DraftKings, these kind of things. If if Pete Alonso gets on a hot streak, if Ronald Acuna gets closer to these things, now baseball, the dog days turn into something I might actually watch again. I probably won't watch it. I'll just watch the box score, looking at something I haven't looked into. Um, you know, as the playoffs may or may not ever start again, you know. Pick up a couple for the the top you know top guys on each team, and then you're a little more uh, you know engaged in it, and then sell it while it's hot. Like I said, just play it. Uh, one thing I'll add as well um, is uh, farm league teams. If you're in a place where you have you know uh, a minor league team, it might be worth your time to get some of those cards. You can access a lot of those players. Like we're saying, Mike Trout was playing here for for the I call them the bees. Is that still the name? Yes. Okay, it's all like bees. And you can, we could easily got autograph Mike Trout stuff would be worth a lot now. Not not a really hard thing. Uh, Derek Jeter rookie cards are going for insane amounts. 
We had Mark Trumbo here at the local, the single A club, club team. Not even single, the rookie league. I mean, so there's opportunities in, in that kind of thing. Um, just kind of think out of the box, right? You're, you're betting. You're betting on young stock. That's all you're doing. You're betting on young stock, and, and like I said, if you enjoy it, then then do it. And uh, that's the thing. It's just like anything else. If you don't like sports, if you don't like cards, it's probably not your thing. But thanks for listening this far. Yeah, episode. you're not this far. Wow. If you're just waiting to get that hot Pokemon talk, I don't know enough about it, but. It's the same idea, right? You know what's rare, you know what's valuable, and and the other thing is, uh, if you're, we talk death and death piles, you might have had a parent or a loved one pass away that has a huge card collection. Before you just throw that away, um, maybe do a little a little Google dive or, or look up some of the stuff. They might be sitting on hundreds, thousands of dollars of cards that you knew nothing about, or tens of hundreds of hours of fun with your children. Oh, that's and and uh, again, I'm saying with baseball, it's kind of an older person sport, but. It's a good opportunity to, to connect with maybe grandparents or parents on, hey, Dad, I know you're into baseball. I don't really understand it. Is this a good player? Just like, I mean, honestly, when we had Brian in here, we talked about, uh, you know, Seattle, the Mariners. I mean, when's the last time you thought he remembered that game that he saw Randy Johnson? I no clue. You know, I, the, it brings up that nostalgia, like that kind of thing. I mean, I, I hadn't thought of Jay Buhner in a long time, Edgar Martinez. I mean, and Jay Buhner's been thinking about you. Maybe he's going to start following me on, on Twitter. That's worth At it. Adam B's uh, zero zero. <laughs> I think that's my handle. I don't even know what my handle is. But, yeah, that's the thing. Or, or basketball, I know uh, my grandparents love the jazz, like we talked about. My, my One of my grandpas passed away. He loved BYU sports. He loved the jazz. That's something we could talk about. So that's one of the things I asked him. Uh, one of our commentators was uh, used to always be, not Hot Rod Hundley, but uh, Boone. You remember Boone? Rod Booner. And I said, was he even that good of a basketball player ever? Like, I've never heard of Boone, except for growing up watching him. the ABA. Well, apparently he was the best shot in the league, and he was a great player, and then Grandpa Bird let me know that. So now if I had a Ron Boone card, I'd go find Ron Boone and have him sign it and probably be worth some money, because I know that knowledge. Well, we'll get deep into the weeds. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to kind of end our episode, but you brought something up. You, 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 you hit a nerve. Uh-oh. A nerve, but just something that I saw that I know you're going to be engaged with now. I'm uh, currently married. Well, well, now that you are, but apparently... I guess, it would, legally, I guess, uh, we are in Utah. But, I can be engaged in multiple things. But apparently your buddy, I think his name is Brett Emperdink, Umperdink, he was a quarterback for the BYU Cougars from 1998. Apparently he's going to be the next Bachelor. Well, probably doesn't have a whole lot else going for him, <laughs> being quarterback for BYU. So... Um, I'm just throwing out that maybe Grandpa Bird knows who he was or saw him. Grandpa Bird's no longer with us for for that research. That was one of those going back in the bank's memories. I'll take my foot right out of my mouth. That's fine. I brought him up. Um, I have a – well, this is a sports kind of thing that we're talking about. With BYU quarterbacks, I've been known for uh, for getting my my foot in my mouth a time or two. So if Mr. Humperdinck hears that, um, he can go talk to – uh, what was the other guy's name that was at the Chili's when I went off about him? That was John Beck. John Beck. You can go talk to John Beck about the about what I thought about him. And turns out, uh, Mr. Beck and his wife or, or girlfriend were sitting a couple tables around, but it was on the back side after I went off about what I thought about him and the performance he had one game and uh, how lucky he was to have won that game. And he wasn't so happy to see me come around the corner. Well, the group of us, I'm sure he didn't know which one the boys match because we were kind of quiet once we said oh that's John Ben <laughs> oh boy and what was your other guy from Seattle that you uh, sat next to with the, the Red Robin I was just going to bring that up that was Jake Heaps apparently he's big up in Seattle talks sports now I know he, well, he works for Russell Wilson well uh, our boy Waddy yeah he works for Russell Wilson uh, we were sitting next to him and he had gotten a call from Mike Leach because he just announced he was leaving and I was sitting there and he was talking to Mike Leach if you'd only had sports cards to have him sign while he was there <laughs> I know. There's a couple things I wish I would have had more of. So that's our deep dive into sports cards. Aaron, you got any lasting words from uh, your your age group, your realm of what you're into? Any lasting thoughts for the kids? Um, not a whole lot. Just kind of what you were talking about with uh, looking at what things were popular um, when I was growing up and things that are popular now. Uh, just kind of keeping ahead of that. So when that pipe, when it comes down the pipeline or that wave hits, that and maybe you can make a profit off of that. So, And you might want to look at the things that were popular when your dad and grandpa was 
younger, and they might have it in the trunks. A little junk in the trunk? And Grandpa might have some cards sitting there that you have no clue who uh, Yogi Berra is. Turns out he was a big deal. That's right, Yogi was. So, man, I appreciate everybody's time. Uh, thanks for listening here. We got the uh, PSA information. Send that off. Maybe in the next couple of bit, we can get them to sponsor the show. We're uh, so backlogged on the PSA that once we get these, this is why I've been pushed to get them in. We're probably 90 to 120 days pre uh, everything that's happened the last month or so scare. What's going to happen now? So, uh, we're not going to get these back for probably maybe four to six months. So follow the... Uh, that that the, does have one question. is When you send these off, I'm guessing you send it out like certified mail with, with some insurance on it? You bet. Okay. Now, the cards have to be insured at a certain value. You have to send them uh, priority. And depending... You can pay more to be on the fast track, but we're not paying more to be on the fast track. No, no fast track for us. So, well, there's two things in life for certain, Derek. That would be, uh, did we beat Gary's uh, record? Hold on now. <laughs> no, not quite. We're, we're almost under. I, I feel like we, we better run next door to the uh, Mountain Lightning. Get uh, some of that toilet paper. Liquidation. They had some apparently people walking out with toilet paper. So we're hitting almost an hour, about 57 minutes. You can probably throw in some. I'm going to go trade field some toilet paper for some cards. That's a good idea. That's some hand sanitizer. I, I love it. Um, Wash your hands, people. Two things for certain. I don't want to get the corona so I don't die. And even if you do, you're going to have to pay taxes. Thank my lucky stars to be living here.